Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Mark Cullen, how many know Mark Cullen right down here? One of the greatest guitarists I know. I saw your beautiful bride up here singing. Where is she? Come on, look at the other half. Am I in your view? You want to give her like a blow, a kiss to her like Mother's Day? Yeah, he just launched a Kickstarter. Don't jump the stage. One of the greatest guitarists I know. I love it. It's been in many of our hero productions. Rips it up. God's going to do something. I'm not just saying that. Stretch out your arms towards Marky Cullen here. Does so much for our worship and production. I just felt like God was opening a window right now that you're walking under. And it's not in your strength, your might, what you do, what ads you run or whatever. God has put a project on your heart and God will bless it. You don't need to look to the hand of man when God's already said, I will bless the work that you're doing. You've laid down your life to build my house and I am building yours. I thank you for the blessing and the favor and an open heaven and a new season. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, man. Receive that. That's awesome. All right, on with, I'm gonna bring up three beautiful ladies. Let's bring up Miss Victoria. Come on, Miss Lisa and Miss Katie, all with the same last name, Rafferty. Give me a hug. Come on, give me a hug. Look at the floral bouquet here. I'm like the thorn amongst the roses. And worship team, thank you for an epic morning. We are going to, whoa, you're sitting closer this time. I'm so intimidated. Oh, come on. That's what I was thinking. I was going to lean this way. Listen, the, on Mother's Day, I always want to bring, it was actually really funny. I was uh, preparing a message, and I, I felt like I got rebuked by the Holy Spirit. I'm like, oh, this is going to be so good. God's like, actually, why, why are you trying to speak into something you're not the expert on? Exactly. Then why do you want me to preach? I don't. Okay. Let me go to my wife. Uh, babe, I think you're preaching. She goes, no, I'm not. So I told her what my rebuke was, and she goes, yeah, you're supposed to do this panel with three generations. God already told me. I'm like, what, do you want to tell me this next time? She goes, well, you're so intense on your message prep, I didn't want to interrupt you. Okay, new rule, interrupt me. Interrupt me, that's a new rule. Interrupt me when you think my ideas are wrong. She goes, okay, no problem, it's gonna be a lot. I said, okay, that's too far. That was too far, that was too far. But um, so grateful to have you three ladies, three generations, so this is Queen Victoria. <laughs> Uh, who's raised a bunch of mighty men in this yes. house. Uh, and what's funny is even generationally, I, I mean, we got like three generations of worship team all with the same last name. Yeah. I mean, this is how it's getting ridiculous. And I'm thinking to myself, this is some good fruit right here. I need to, I need to, I need to lean into this. And then we have a daughter-in-law, married one of her sons, yes. that actually loves her mother-in-law. And I love her. And you love her. It's like, whoa, a, a second layer of unicorns going on here. <laughs> and, then, and then I said, okay, we, we got to dig into this. And then we have a daughter that is 21, loves God, wants to be in church, rips on a guitar like you've never seen. was part of our hero production. And um, it, it's just setting up, uh, dating a very attractive man, which I love that, you know, her dad's like, don't worry, I'm going to take him to jujitsu. Jiu 
and uh, I'll have a little talk with him on the mat. It'll be fine. I'm like, okay, you guys are doing something right. So we're up here to, to lean in and glean in for this Mother's Day panel, and I'm so grateful to have all three of you here. What I would like to do is start with you, okay. just because you've been uh, around the sun the most times, of, a, few a few times, of the uh, other two ladies here. If you could just start us off, what does it take to be a mom and still have boys that love you, that want to be with their mom, Amen. that you're still glowing, that you're full of joy? No, literally, that you're joyful. Every time I see you, you have so much joy. Every time I'm with you, it's just a woman of faith that loves her life, even in adversity, because people could see your family and be like, oh, what an epic family. She must never have an issue. No, brother. <laughs> what can you speak into the mothers today yes. that want to get to where you are and still have joy, still have a family, and uh, love their life? Amen. Well, first of all, I do have three amazing, God-fearing, wonderful uh, sons. Eric, I consider a Jehu. He runs fiercely and everything. He will take you down. He loves the ground to pound you. Then I have the negotiator. If you don't want to buy something, do not come in his path because he's the closer. He's really good, but he's got great people skills. So no, a great honestly, man of God. No, no. He's like an evangelist. He is. Plus, he'll sell you a Porsche even when you don't want yes, one. Yes, he will. It's so amazing. Like, I'm he, grateful for him. Like, he, he sell is, some Porsches, get people is. saved. And he's so humble about it. He goes, Mom, I know you lost Dad, but you need a new Porsche. I go, what's wrong with you? It's I abundance. Mean, I, don't stop I'm him. healing. I don't need some guy saying, oh, nice Porsche. <laughs> you know, anyway. But he's great. But the bad advantage with a closer, a negotiator, a lot of personality like you, so charming, everything that he at once was clocked at 100 driving, and the cop actually let him out of it. Who does this? Hey, real quick, because I invited you up here. I'm intimidated by all three of your boys, so don't talk, don't give us the dirty stuff, because I could get in trouble for that. I don't need an arm bar later after the service. <laughs> but, and then we got the charmer, the young one that they called Joseph. They said he gets everything he wants. Yes, he pretty much does. But you know, when you wait for that long in season, you're just so grateful. So I go to the animal world. The elephants help keep the bulls in order. So when a man's around, a real man, he's going to put those bulls in order. And so women, if you don't have that person, number one, you got Jesus. Amen. And you are tenacious. And the word said it's neither male nor female. You can take authority. You can be that Deborah in the rim of the spirit. And you can take those bulls and make them behave. You know, I always tell, they said, how do you do authority? I said, in my high heel sitting. Because my husband, he used to do it all, of course. And then, um, but they're amazing. Has it been easy? No. Because they're all so gifted. They're intelligent. They're clever. Some tried to outsmart the other one. I mean, two of them grew up against the young one. So the young one had to get even smarter. So what he does, he said, you know, Dad, 
it, his dad one time said, why don't you just take the one down? You're even uh, you've a black belt, for goodness sake. He goes, no, Dad, because he said, if I do that, then it means I got to do something, and I really respect my brothers. So they're all great. They're all talented, but you've got children out there, and I want to say this to you moms. Nothing is perfect in life. So when you look at us and we look all cleaned up, I hope we look good cleaned up because... <laughs> Fantastic. You know, you have your cleanup days. You're going to have days that are messy. Yeah, good. You're going to have days that didn't feel good. But God honored you to carry life. Right. And with that life, he's entrusting you to train a, a child in the way of the Lord. And when he's old, he won't depart from it. It doesn't mean you won't have moments. Yeah. I thought I almost lost one of my sons. I'm not here to throw him under the bus. But God is faithful. Yeah. And when you prophesy, the word brings miracles. And I always speak the word over what I want. So I am dangerous that way too. Because what I put my mind out for, I get usually. So I'm just telling you, moms, you can do it. You're so beautiful. You're so talented. And people are here for you. But most of all, God loves you. Come on. So good. All right, Lisa. You married one of these sons, so you're the daughter-in-law, and I would say, what's it like, um, you know, as a mom now, and you have one boy and three girls, all beautiful, uh, all in the house, um, how have you done it, number one? What did you glean maybe from your mother or your mother-in-law that you're applying now, and what wisdom can you drop on us today? No pressure. Okay. Um... I would say to do it, you know, to like have the fruit you're looking for is you have to be intentional. I think that's, that's the, the real key is just being really intentional. And also, you know, how many know in relationships, some of the hardest part are unmet expectations, yeah. right? Unmet expectations, what you think it would look like and what you thought it would be. And I feel like a whole generation of Christian parents said, I thought if I did God's principles, it would be smooth with not one hiccup, and they would be perfect children, and I'd never have a mess to clean up, and it would be beautiful, you know, but the only perfect parent situation was Jesus' mother, you know? She's the only one who had the perfect child. We have kids that are precious, and I remember having um, a day where I, I think I might have thrown the parenting book, you know, like, What? I'm doing all this. Why am I having this, this issue that I'm, I'm dealing with a child on? And I felt like the Lord corrected me and said, you know, I was like, oh, you gave me some strong-willed kids. You know, you gave me some kids with some, you know, they got some grit, you know. They, and, and I was like, Lord, and I, he said, because I trust you to work with that child. And all of a sudden I started crying and I went to my knees and I said, forgive me, Lord. My child's worth it. My child is worth it. And that child is. So you have to look at your children as these precious people put in your care who are walking out a God story. As you're training and you're working with them, it's not telling them once. It's working with them, helping them one area. And then you do another area. And everyone has different personalities, different. But God knows what has to be put in them for their purpose. And so sometimes it's easier than others, but it's worth it. They're precious. Make the time for the conversations. Make the time to um, 
build relationship. You know, your kids will listen a lot more when your relationship isn't always about correction. You know, sometimes we can just get so into the job of it, you know, almost micromanaging it, that the kids are starting to feel a little heavy, like, do I do anything right? Because you're trying to help me do everything perfect, and, and nobody's perfect. And I loved a message um, uh, by Carly Daddy, and it was so powerful. And she said, when there's unmet expectation, do you meet it with judgment? Or do you meet it with grace and mercy? And yes. so are we even extending that to other people? Are we, when there's unmet expectation with our kids, are we meeting it with judgment or grace and mercy? And then lastly, as ourselves. Yeah. Are we, as moms, giving ourselves grace and mercy as we walk this out? You said something at the 9 o'clock that I thought was so powerful. It's about when you don't have the answers, what do you do? So... Basically, no matter who you're married to, it could be the most amazing. I have an amazing, wonderful husband. I love him. I'm so grateful. And I'm, I always thank my mother-in-law. I love her so much. I've learned so much from her. But I thank her because she, she raised the man I fell in love with. You know, she poured and invested years into the person I loved. So, but as great as Eric is, he's just a man. So I just share, you know, like. But he's saying Backstreet Boys to all the ladies. Right? I mean, he's awesome, but he's just a man. So if I'm clawing at him like, you better figure this out. What's going to happen? How is this going to get fixed? Fix it, fix it, fix it. Sometimes your husband is like, I don't know how to fix it. I don't even know what to do. And maybe he's discouraged and he's trying to seek God and get an answer. And so I found the power of the prayer closet, the power of as a woman myself taking my heart's desire, you know, not pulling from Eric what only God can give me. Because he doesn't have, he's not God. So going to my prayer closet and letting it out and putting on worship music and, and, and weeping. And I remember one thing I did learn so preciously from my mother-in-law. She said, I cry, but I cry in faith. And so I went, yes, that's right. So, you know, those who sow in tears will reap with shouts of joy. And, and taking the time to pour it out and take your frustrations. Take, if, if, you, if you as a mom feel like, I've been doing, I've been giving, but I'm getting, res whatever it is, a wife, a mom, a, just a woman, you're pouring it out before the Lord and you're giving it to the only one who can fix it. And you let it out. You let him pour into you. Minister, I've got this, Lisa. I know what I'm doing. I'm working things out. And as you pray in the Holy Spirit, he's moving these chess pieces that you could never do. I can't tell you how many times Eric's going to step out in faith. We've had a lot of start over moments where we felt God said, go here, do this. And so we're just going on complete faith. And I'm, I'm trying to pray in a house. Like, I don't even know where we're going to live soon or whatever. And just big things. And I never weep in um, depression or despair. I weep like, this is important. <laughs> you know, this is my heart, Lord. And I know you have us. So I'm weeping in trust and faith. And then God does miracles I never could have done. People call us, hey, you need to run a house. Like, amazing miracles. So I would say giving it to the one who can actually fix things. And then you can stand to your feet. You can ask him for what you want in faith, believing. And then you can go to your husband and say, baby, you've got this. I know you've got this. God's going to so speak good. to you. He's going to show you. Da, 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 da. Because you kind of already worked out, you know, the panic. You already worked out the fear. You've already worked all that stuff out with the Lord. That was, that was good. I'm going to tell you something. For those of you who don't know, Dr. Brian's $220 an hour now. Okay? That just saved you right there. $220 for that great wisdom. I'm going to tell you, you, you actually, 
you know, I hear with men's prayers, like, oh, my wife's nagging on me. No, she just needs to listen to that right there. We don't have it figured out. But as a mom, that's pretty good nuggets right there. Good job. Let's go down to the daughter. No pressure. All right. So 21, raised up by an amazing mom and an amazing grandma. What have you learned from both of them that you can apply to your life that you think maybe this generation of young ladies is missing or could glean from it? Yeah, absolutely. I, I love my grandmother and my mother. They have been such a blessing in my life, and my aunt Lisa is here as well. And my, I do have another wonderful grandmother, my mom's mom, and they have taught me all about intercession. And I'd say that's probably the biggest gift that I've ever been given is to see um, women just go straight to God in our family. And we've had so many miracles and so many just so many miracles. And, it, and it's been cool because we all celebrate each other's miracles. It's never been like, let's compare a story, yes, you know? So I think that's, that's been right. also a thing that I never felt like I had to compare my story to my mom's miracles. Or even just going into my first relationship, not comparing. My mom always has been very available to me to help me unpack things. And I mean, everything you see on stage and people say, oh, you play guitar, like, that's so cool. And, and it, I do think it's really cool, but it's all because my mom drove me to every single lesson and every, <laughs> you know, and, and so I'm so grateful for that. I know. I, I, you're my son's guitar teacher. And yeah. he is like ripping it up going, dad, I just learned how to play this. I'm like, it's amazing to hear how you are, but such maturity beyond your years. And I, and I see how you interact with your, uh, with your mom and, and your grandma, and uh, it's so much wisdom. And I hear a generation of kids go, oh, yeah, my mom doesn't know anything, blah, blah, blah. They, they almost discount, <laughs> like, moms think they know everything, but they don't know anything. So they go to their friends for wisdom that are the same age with yep. the straight, same street cred trying to get wisdom. Yeah. Exactly. How did you figure out how to not think this was the cool thing and think that's the cool thing? Yeah, I, I think we can all agree, even just in TV shows I watched growing up, it was always like the same story. It was like, mom's not going to understand you. You know, mom doesn't get it. You know, she's not cool. Or, or, you know, other narratives where grandma's just too old to understand. And it's like, that's so untrue. I feel like you're so missing out if you don't take wisdom from the women who have lived so much life and have lived what you're going through. So um, I would say that Ladies, while, while you're here in this church, there's so many, so many incredible women that you can learn from, and right. it, it's such a blessing to have them in my life, and, and I would say that's such a lie, you know, to say that they have nothing to offer you, because that's everything, that wisdom that you can take from, and, and I saw it because of fruit coming from their life, so I'm seeing all these miracles, I'm seeing our family, I, I'm only 21, but we lived in 11 different houses, and so I saw every single house that we got was like a perfect miracle my mom prayed in. And just seeing all, all the wonderful fruit, it's like, okay, how do you want your life to go? Do you want it to go where the fruit is? Or, you know, so I think that that's the biggest thing is what's flowing through your life. And so I see all these amazing women in my family just flowing miracles and grace. And so I'm like, oh, how can I, how can I learn from that? And just ask questions, you know, ladies, you see a woman that's like living an amazing life. It's like, you should ask, you know, ask good questions, and there's nothing wrong with asking questions and hey, that's trying why to learn. Up here. Yeah, heck yeah, that's why they're up here. I'm thinking to myself, Eric, don't feel bad. Your day's um, in June, so Father's Day's coming. We'll, we'll cover up the other side of it. I, I could tell. You're like, what? I did something, but we'll get to you, and we'll get to you in June. And by the way, how good was that tithe message? I mean, that young lady...
I love it. My buddy JD texts me and he goes, finally, you got me. I'm going to tithe today. That's I was like, breakthrough, breakthrough, the anointing, childlike faith right there got to my buddy. So, um, but back to moms, back to moms. Uh, Victoria, because yes. we can look at your family and be like, oh, I can't relate, you know. Sure. Uh, you know, and the thing I said at the nine, which is so important, uh, it had to start somewhere. Yeah. So moms, don't, don't look at that and be like, well, I didn't have the setup. Yeah. You know, Katie may have had the setup, but it may have started right here. Right. And so it starts today. Amen. What do you want for your legacy, for your family, for your kids, kids, kids? What, what does that look like today? And we have one woman that's been, you know, drawing the line in the sand, but that doesn't mean their life is perfect. So tell us, how do you overcome in faith when you just lost your husband? You have boys that love you, but it doesn't mean that everything's easy or peachy. No. How are you still so joyful, and how can these moms not lose their joy, their faith, and how do, how do they stay in the, the mode of, I'm, I'm an overcomer? Well, first of all, I believe in legacy. I believe in vision. The word says without a vision, we run wild. And so I'm a writer, so I write down what I want in vision. So even when I lost my husband, I made myself right. I got up, I never stayed in bed one day. I, I worked out, I listened, I went to bed with audio tapes, word tapes at night, um, counseled myself, spoke to myself. And because I believe in vision, it dresses you, it, it keeps you alert, it keeps you moving forward. And so what I did, I got so skinny, I was so skinny, and I, I've boxed for over 14 years, so I'm a little rough. Yes, physically, I'm rough. But anyway, um, yes, but I love it. Again, I've been raised in a man's world, so I just did what was, and my son started it, Eric. He goes, I got your boxing gloves. I go, great. And so I've done it, and I've been consistent. But with it, I, I, I had to get an image. So what I did I decided, since I'm really moved by fashion images, I, so I decided I see myself in a hot pink workout suit. Now, real people who work out, we look like rats when we go to gym. We don't really dress up. I mean, that's not our thing. It's not my thing anyway. So anyway, I saw myself in a hot pink sweatsuit and with muscle. And I thought, yes. Don't make some of these men stumble. No, we gotta don't do it all. all. Just calm down. I didn't know where it was going. I got nervous. I wasn't going to say okay. anything. Rain it in, Victoria. <laughs> That's how I felt. Anyway, so anyway, I was in Hawaii. I went to Hawaii. I've been to Hawaii three times, traveled by myself. But I was with conferences and I spoke and stuff. But when I was in Hawaii, I did have a friend there and I saw it. It was hot pink. And I thought, I'm doing it. And my friend says, Tiffany, do it. And I go, I am. And I go, I went in there and I go, I'm going to, I'm back. I'm, everything I've got is coming back. You know, the word promises reimbursements for everything. Even when you lose somebody, your life doesn't end until it's over. I'm sorry, I'm not taking myself to the grave. I've got people to live for, I've got my kids, I've got my grandchildren, and I'm not gonna feel sorry for myself. I'm not gonna do it, because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, if you're never gonna get anywhere if you remain with the same thoughts. And so I took authority over that, and I became that girl. I got that, that hot pink, <laughs> yes, I did. I got it, and I got other ones. And you know what? I, 
I ministered to people all the time, and when I was even going through it, nobody knew except <coughs> my family and friends. And I'll never forget Mark. Mark, I want to thank you publicly. <coughs> when I was sobbing so hard, <laughs> one service, it was a baptism, and so we did those all of our life. I thought it was my son, and he had his arm on me, and I just felt so good. But it was, it's a spiritual son. Mark was there. He crossed the room. He was my knight in shining armor for that moment, Allie. I mean, to brain healing for me. And, and I want to tell you something. If you've never had a child and you, and you think, I always wanted to be a mom, I love kids. And since I only had three sons, I was determined to get three beautiful daughters. And I have. And let me tell you, I feel like they're just as much mine without the pain of birthing them. <laughs> so Talitha, to me, I wish Talitha had been on because she is, I've known her since she is 11 years old. She lost her mom before she was 16, probably. And her brother's here. I knew him, and I called him the Sons of Thunder. And so I have been a mom. And so people think she's my daughter so much because we do even favor. They, they, Kyle just gave up. He goes, whatever. If they think, yes, that's her mom. So anyway, thank you, Kyle. He's always sharing and giving, but I am so blessed. I can't. So if you feel like you've never mothered something, you can mother anyone out there. There are children who need you. There are teenagers who are asking for a mom, a grandma. There are people need you. Just be the voice. The word next is it said he created the mouth and he speaks through it. Let God use your mouth today. Come on, that's right? beautiful. Oh, so good. All right, Lisa. Back to you. What did you text me earlier? It looked good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not the perfect family. The kids' struggles. Take us down that road before um, the fire alarm goes off. It's so hot so in here. See one what thing you do? I would say, I'm so blessed that um, I was raised by a, a wonderful mother, and that's why I prayed to have a wonderful mother-in-law because family was so important to us. I wanted to have like have it all. I wanted to have a great mom and a great mother-in-law and God was faithful. But my mom said something once that was so powerful. She said, listen, she said, never let your kids embarrass you. And what she meant by that is she goes, your job is to raise them. You're not going to see those people in the grocery store ever again, but you have to live with those kids for a long time. <laughs> and she just gave me so much good parenting advice about you have to take your job and you have to know they're the most important little people in your world. And to realize that they're going to need training. And so the part about not being perfect is realizing that you had a God story. You know, your parents have a God story of coming to God and growing. And when you have strong-willed kids, don't see it as a negative, okay? They say it's easier to, you know, push a steering car or, you know, a car that's um, uh, in motion than, you know, one that's like, I'm not going to do anything ever. I mean, you got, you got go-getters. That's fine. Just shape, you know, you help that momentum go into the right places. But we already talked about that they're worth it. But teach your kids to connect with God for themselves. And they're going to go through journeys. Sometimes they, they're closer to the Lord than others. They're figuring it out. You're there to coach them. Give them experiences. Let them spread their wings. And then coach them on how to pull on the Lord for that. And I know Katie, 
um, we were talking about, she was saying, it's great to have your mom pray for you, but it's better when you also learn to pray for yourself. Is it okay if I pass it to her to double down on that? Double down. Okay. No, no, yeah, I think we can all agree it's amazing to have and know that your moms are praying for you, but at least my mom, she would print out scriptures for me, and she'd be like, but now you say them. You know, you pray them over your, your life, because I dealt with a lot of fear. It was like around 17. It just latched onto my life. I don't even know where it came from, but it was so crippling, and it was tormenting. I mean, there's nothing else to say other than kind of the experience your daughter dealt with last week. Pastor Michaela was sharing that the daughter was having nightmares, and I was kind of dealing with the same thing. But um, we've had a lot of couch moments where we were sitting there together, and she's praying for me. I'm like, wow, Mom, you're like slaying. You're like praying so well. <laughs> but then she taught me, you know, how to, you know, put something on my door, and I would just walk by that door every day, and I would say the same scriptures over my life. And so I'm just glad that it didn't stop at, oh, Mom's praying for me. That's great. It was like, no, you can speak over your life. You can actually pray for your family in the future. So so good you know I remember I got in trouble and my uh my mom came to the principal's office to get me and the principal was giving my mom a hard time about me uh saying that he was worried I'd never make anything of myself my mom stopped him said first of all don't don't put those words over my my son second thing I'd rather have to rein in a stallion than wimp it you know whip a jackass I mean donkey donkey and uh and man the principal looked at my mom like she goes i'm raising stallions and thank you for telling me where the boundary is i'll make sure to rein them in grab me she goes matthew let's go i walked out. i was like man i'm not messing with my mom <laughs> yeah principal don't mess with my mom either yeah <clears throat> see you see you after my sentencing you and my i got expelled for two days but it was fine it's fine but uh, you remind me so much of, of... I am so much like her. I did that to my son, except I pulled a school bus over. The kid was mooning, and I thought, that's not acceptable, and I don't want to look at it. And so I pulled the bus over, and I said, bus driver, open the doors. And he's like, I go, I'm going in. The two boys, both of them. As godly and strong as they are now, they were slid down in a car. They looked like snakes. You recognize your boys' bums through the window? They were the ones mooning? And to know it wasn't go, my Mom. boys. Oh. It was another boys. son. My sons were in the car doing this, like a snake going down this. I said, first of all, let me say, that is not acceptable. And I said, and this one kid start crying. And I said, you know who you are. And everybody's ratting them. They go, it's him. It's him. It's him. I said, this is the story I'm going to teach you in life. When people put you up to something, you were dumb enough to do it. And then I said, they're never going to stand for you. And the kids started crying. And I said, this is what I want to tell you. Do not go to those kind of places in life. So I got in the car. <laughs> and the boy said, they're still down on the seat. And they go, mom. We have to go to school with them. And we know, they know who we are. But you know what? We need to be bold. And I thank God for a church as bold as yours now. We're not putting up with anything. We're going to take this land by force because that's what men and um, tomorrow do. They don't lay back and. So just true. There's no laying back so here. Your mom and I, are, that's Two peas why we, in like, we like each other a lot. Yes. I know. That's why I don't want you to spend too much time together. I get nervous. Uh, Lisa, real quick, how can we help moms be moms? Because I feel like moms just want to be their kids' friends. It's like, mom, uh, you know, it's like I saw that meme the other day. The little boy's like, mom, I think I'm a girl. She said, no, you're a boy. Where's that? 
I know that got quiet. Yeah. Wow, it was a funny meme, meme in the moment. I but saw I mean, that meme. Or, or they said this, like, Mom, I don't want to go to church. Next thing you know, I'm like, oh. hey, bro, where are you? You're not at church. Yeah, my kids didn't want to go. You know, end of the day, Truth bombs, kids where's the need slide? us. Truth if bombs. they could raise themselves, we would be unnecessary, right? So they need us to tell them who they are, who you are in Christ, what I see in you. And you have to also remind yourself that the, the child you're working with at 13 is not going to be the same person at 23. If you do your job. I mean, if you put, hopefully, right? If you put your effort into them. So you have to be, you have to have the mind of God as you're working with your 13-year-old so that by the time they get to 23, they have the character that they need to win. So you really don't have the luxury to just be popular with your kids in every moment. Now, if you build a lot of relationship and have fun with them, go on family adventures, go on hikes, um, go out to eat and, and no devices, talk to each other, enjoy each other. When we went to Nebraska, we sat on the boring front porch and made it fun. Like, you know, we just sit out there and talk. And so, you know, do things that build relationship so they know they're, you're for them. You know, you want relationship with your kids, but you're not their peer. They have plenty of peers. They, you know, they can have play dates and peers and all that. That's not your job. But if you'll do your job now, That's right. they'll there be you your friends as adults. Okay? But if you don't do your job now... Um, you're not setting them up to win. And sometimes it's not popular to do what's best for them. But if they know you love them, if you've put enough deposits, and I think Dr. Dobson used to say, if you put enough deposits in, it can withstand the withdrawals. But if all you do is do the withdrawals and like, you don't do this right, you don't do this right, you, you know, then it crushes a person. These are precious people and are these are precious souls. And so we have to put so many deposits in right. that when they say, I don't feel like going to church, you can be like, I know, sometimes other, sometimes I don't feel like going to church if I'm having, I'm tired or whatever. That's normal, you know? But Jesus can help us do hard things. So get in the car. <laughs> you're, you're going to church. I so love it. That's who we are. That's I what we it. do. We, we, yeah, so, and, and Victoria, <laughs> I'm going to have you pray over all the, all the moms because I, I feel like, just the ripple effect, the anointing, the, the oil that flows down through all, all of you. And I think it's so important that as a church, we understand that, you know, I, I see the, the daughters that you've raised. I see your daughters-in-law, and I see your boys. And to know that you raised three mighty men. I did. You They're did. And, and to see that they got lined up with some amazing women. The best. And, and the level that we're at. And so I have kids. It's so important. And I want to be a great dad. I know my wife is a great role model to my daughter. But as she's raising them, I was like, man, I'm, I'm more worried about the dude leveling up his game. So I'm over in kids' church scouting now, you know. Uh, so we take kids' church serious around here. But this is the future. Some of you look at me with judgmental eyes. That's fine. But those of you with kids, you know we're over there. We're over there. I'm looking to see which kid can pray. That was really impressive today. I was like, okay, all right. Maverick. Have you uh, seen that young lady that can pray? Uh, and now we know the power of a praying wife. You know, it's like these things you don't think about unless you're around it. And even though I grew up in church, I, I just realized I went to a check the box church. And I'm glad people got saved in our church. But discipleship, is, Jesus does the saving. We, the church, did the discipling. You said something so important about why, you know, sheep need shepherds. 
They get a, they can drown in water. They can drown. They don't like troubled water. Um, if they fall and they're flipped over in their back, they have to have a shepherd uh, to get them up. They can't get up on their own. They start getting these gases inside of them. And uh, it kind of reminds me of people. Wow, we're going to the next level, aren't we? Wow. <laughs> You know a lot about sheep anatomy there. <laughs> but anyway, but uh, it's so true. And, and they just like peace. Real sheep like peace. And God created us to be to follow the shepherd and to be those peaceful kids. Goats says milk them while you got them. Take everything because they always want new pastures. That's what they do. And wolves are always lurking. You need to just beat them up and get them out of the church because they will destroy. They, they're not bold on their own. They pack as the situation gets going. As soon as they find out a, a place where there could be some rumbling, they'll go there because they, they need strength in numbers. So beware of the person that you know that is so popular outside of the church who was part of the church that is taking others out of the church. Wow. Because that's a wolf. That's extra wisdom right there. Hello. Got to get you up here more often. Listen, I'm going to have her pray for us. And I want to let you know that we're doing church as a family. We're raising right. strong boys, strong girls to one day be husbands, to one day be incredible mothers, incredible wives. And it doesn't matter whether you're in this part of the church or over in that part of the church. Discipleship is, hey, if you're hurting, we're going to open up the altar. I could tell you that I see a lot of people that need healing that don't get healing because they have bitterness in their own heart. They have unforgiveness in their heart, whether it's maybe towards a parent. Man, we weren't born and our parents suddenly got a manual. This stuff is, this is why we're doing this panel. It's an impartation, it's a learning. Some things are, are taught and some things are caught spiritually. I want us to catch what we need to catch in the spirit today. The Holy Spirit can help heal what needs to be healed. But if you have unforgiveness with your mom or maybe there's something going on in your family, listen, where there's unity, God commands a blessing. And I want us to be homes of unity. We're a house of unity. We're gonna help disciple, love. We don't care how gnarly it is. Like we're not here to judge. We're here to walk you through the valley. We all got stuff. No one has perfect families, even though you guys are colorful, bright, and you look better than my flowers. Uh, we know you still have stuff. And what I love about your family, you just don't air out your dirty laundry because you know what honor looks like. And where we have honor in a family, there's a covering and there's healing. So today, if we could all stand to our feet, I'm gonna have Victoria pray and would you prophesy over us today? And then afterwards, I'm gonna open up the altar. And if you just feel like, you know what? I didn't have that mom. I didn't have that upbringing, but I want that. I'm gonna open up the altar and you can come receive prayer from my ministry team. Also, if you've never given your life to Jesus, let me just tell you what this is about. I know we're honoring moms today, but the most important thing to understand is she's saying she gets all her wisdom from Jesus. If we don't have a personal relationship with our creator that sent his only begotten son to die for us, we're missing the end game here. There is an eternity. We will in this life take our last breath and our next breath will be somewhere else. I wanna make sure heaven is your home. If you don't know Jesus at the end, come down, meet one of my pastors, let them pray for you. Let us give you a Bible, let us look after you. We have a response lounge. So even if you say the altar's packed, I got a whole room of people 
that would love to give you a Bible, look after you and pray with you. Your eternity, your salvation, your relationship with Jesus is what will give you strength, what will get you through every hard time Victoria was talking about. And Victoria, please prophesy and pray over us this morning. Father, first of all, I thank you. I give you worship and I thank you for every mother. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.